Hello and welcome to Voicebox, your weekly guide to the human voice and the best of the vocal music scene on public radio and podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Veltman. Thanks for joining me tonight. The worlds of singing and acting are intimately connected, but very few great performers are equally accomplished in both skills. On tonight's show, we're going to take a close look at the artistry of two people who fit into the rare class of truly magnificent actor-singers in American culture, Barbara Streisand and Meryl Streep. Born in 1942, Barbara Streisand is one of the few entertainers in US history who have won an Oscar, Emmy, Grammy and Tony Award. She has, in fact, won two Academy Awards, eight Grammy Awards, five Emmy Awards and a special Tony Award, not to mention an American Film Institute Award and a Peabody Award for her work. Meryl Streep, who was born in 1949, is better known as an actress than a singer. She has won more Oscars and Golden Globe Award nominations for her craft than any other actor in history. But Streep is also a formidable vocalist and we'll be exploring that aspect of her talent on tonight's show. Let's kick things off by hearing these two amazing performers sing. First up, we'll listen to Barbara Streisand with At the Same Time from her 1997 album Higher Ground. And then we'll hear Meryl Streep perform The Winner Takes It All from the 2008 film version of Mamma Mia. Think of all the children being born into this world at the same time. Feel your love surround them through the years they'll need to grow at the same time. Just think of all the that will be reaching for a dream Think of all the dreams that could come true I don't want to talk About things we've gone through Though it's hurting me Now it's history I've played all my cards and that's what you've done too Nothing more to say No more ace to play The winner takes it all The loser's standing small Beside the victory If you've just joined us, welcome. I'm Chloe Veltman and this is Voicebox, Public Radio's weekly series about the human voice. Voicebox is available as a free weekly podcast on iTunes and at voicebox-media.org. On tonight's show, we're embarking on an exploration of two consummate actor-singers, Meryl Streep and Barbara Streisand. First, we heard Barbara with At The Same Time from her 1997 album Higher Ground, and we followed that song with Meryl's powerful rendition of The Winner Takes It All from the 2008 film version of Mamma Mia. 
Now, the first song we heard just now, sung by Barbara Streisand, was composed by Anne Hampton Calloway. Anne is one of the most formidable songwriters and performers on the jazz cabaret and Broadway scenes today. A multi-platinum selling singer, composer, lyricist, pianist and actress, she is best known for writing and singing the theme to the TV series The Nanny, starring in the Broadway musical Swing, and perhaps most importantly in terms of our discussion tonight, composing songs for Barbara Streisand. And on that note, Anne will be appearing on July 3rd at Davies Symphony Hall in San Francisco, where she'll be performing songs from the Barbara Streisand Songbook. If you live in the Bay Area or happen to be visiting, miss this concert at your peril. Anne is one of two special guests I have joining me for tonight's conversation about amazing actor-singers. Hello, Anne. Thanks for being with us at the end of the phone line from New York. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing great. Also joining me right here in the studio is the wonderful Chad Jones, a longtime Bay Area-based arts journalist and friend of Voicebox. Chad is an expert on the Broadway and cabaret worlds. Hi, Chad. It's lovely to see you again. Thanks for being here. Chloe, it's so nice to be here. And hello, Anne. Hello. So let me start by asking you both. How would you describe the relationship between acting and singing? Big question. Um, Well, I think that singing without acting is... uh, is really a mistake. <laughs> if, if you, as a singer, can't Im- inhabit a song and the story inside of a song, the emotional arc and the layers of, of ex- human experience that a song details, then you're not really, you may be singing the notes, but you're not really singing the song. How, how do you feel about it, Chad? I completely agree. Just as a, a listener, I tend to gravitate towards singers who are actors probably first that's making manifest the emotion of the lyric um, delivered through melody is what makes communication in song so powerful it just slices through when it's done right and the acting and the vocal presence being able to take the emotion of a song and 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 the performer's interpretation of that emotion adding that little bit of themselves to it and being able to convey that through your voice making your voice do exactly what you want it to do. When that hits a listener, it is so incredibly powerful. So how often do you come across performers who can both sing and act really well? I think there are, are several performers who can sing and act very well, but many of them aren't as famous as they probably deserve to be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but someone like Barbara Streisand was kind of revolutionary when she came on the scene at the age of 18, she was more interested in acting. Even though she had one of the world's most astonishing voices and still does to this day, she was more, much more interested in songs that she could act. And her first song that she sang on television was A Sleeping Bee, which was um, an acting song from a Truman Capote, mm-hmm. uh, Harold Arlen musical. And, and so that really dictated a lot of the song choices that she made. When she signed with Columbia Records, she wasn't interested in singing the traditional pop songs. She said, I'm not going to sign a record contract mm. unless I have complete control over what songs I choose. And so she chose songs that primarily uh, were, were songs that were really... Um, moments of, of tremendous emotional arc and, and uh, experiences that, that she could really bite, bite into. And, and Absolutely. And she, extraordinary. And she also had a sense of humor that yes. she was eager <laughs> to share. And I think that, that was disarming and also very smart because you can sing something like um, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf or Come to the Supermarket in Old Peking and just be a complete ham and just delight your listener and then sing 
happy days are here again and, you know, cut them off at the knees. It's extraordinary. <laughs> so um, it's evident from hearing you guys talk that that there are some very specific things that make Barbara Streisand uh, very special as an actor and a singer. What about Meryl Streep? Do you have any thoughts about what makes her fit into this category of wondrous actor-singers? Well, she is um, one of the most extraordinary actors of our time, and she has an, an amazing imagination and empathy for the human experience. And there, I, mean, I can't think of one role that she's done where she wasn't able to inhabit um, as if we were watching someone who had that life experience. And so I don't think she can experience everything that she's acted, but she's, her imagination is remarkable. Mm-hmm. And, and I think she does a lot of research. She's a brilliant woman. I've had the pleasure of meeting her and working with her at, at a uh, benefit uh, last year. And uh, you just, just being in her presence, there's a luminosity of her soul. There's, just, there's a level of, of uh, spiritual depth to her being that, that she just has this... Uh, she knows that we're all a part of each other, and she's able to go into the psyche of any human being and figure out what it's like and lives in that. And so when she uses music to express that, there's something about music that makes th- that experience even more powerful, I think. Um, in, in a song, people, doesn't matter if you speak English, it doesn't matter what language you speak, when you hear the music, it makes the emotion that much more palatable. And so she's, she's been, uh, it's been very interesting to watch her use music to, to, u- to utilize her gifts as an actress. Nobody understands me, although I wish they would. Nobody understands me, I hate being misunderstood. Nobody understands me, no matter how I try. Nobody understands me, and I can't understand why. When I think of Darker than the dark bottom It rumbles more than the rumba If you think that the two-step got em, Just take a look at this number It's got that certain swing That makes you wanna sing Don't go left, but be polite Move to the right, doing the reactionary Close your eyes to where you're bound You're tuned into Voicebox with me, Chloe Veltman. Don't forget you can access our free podcasts, playlists and all kinds of other information about our series at voicebox-media.org. We just listened to tracks performed by Meryl Streep and Barbara Streisand on this show about what it takes to rule both as an actor and a singer. I'm joined in the studio by arts journalist Chad Jones and on the phone from New York by songwriter, performer Anne Hampton Calloway. Chad, please can you talk us through the two tracks we just heard? What do they tell us about the acting and singing abilities of Meryl Streep and Barbara Streisand? Well, they're both such natural entertainers. I don't think they could give a bad performance if they tried. There'd be something in it to delight and savor. I just, they just, they're so rich. And they're both 
fearless. And I think that comes through in a lot of ways in what they do as actors and as singers. Um, Barbara Streisand, we know um, from the early years, was a natural and gifted comedian. She just, uh, even before funny, I mean, this song we just heard, doing the reactionary from a, a review, um, was one of her very first recordings for Columbia Records. She did not have a recording contract with them yet. And so maybe she was out to impress. I don't know what, but she was clearly having a good time. And it just comes so naturally to her. And she's in such command of her voice. And this is not a trained voice. Like she's Mm -hmm. just doing her thing. She's following her natural instincts. And she's so funny. And it's, she just, uh, I'm consistently impressed by how naturally funny she is and how her command of her voice serves her comedy so effortless, seemingly effortlessly. If it is an effort for her, it's certainly not apparent. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems to come. And and I've missed that sense of humor in later years, mm-hmm. um, in, especially in, in her recording. They're just, right. uh, the last time she was funny in a studio recording really was um, Adelaide's Lament from Guys and Dolls, mm-hmm. which she recorded for the Broadway album, mm. um, but it wasn't an official track on the Broadway album. It was the bonus track on the CD. So that's what, 1984, 85. So that was a little bit of a novelty. And, you know, oh, buying the CD because we had a bonus track. But it's really one of the greatest tracks. It's a great album, but it's a great track on that album. And she's great in the number. It's nice to see the old sense of humor fired up. And Meryl Streep, uh, you know, we've, we've, got, we've been able to see her be funny a lot. I mean, she was so serious for so many years, you know, the, the deer hunter and Kramer versus Kramer and the French lieutenant's woman and Sophie's Choice. It's like, oh my God, when we finally got to see her lighten up, it was a revelation. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just, as Anne said, she's luminous. And to hear her be funny in song, that's not something we've heard a lot of. We haven't heard this thing a lot in general, but it's such a delight to hear her give a comic performance very much in a character. It's part of a children's book. Um, and as a you know her version of a kind of a cartoon farm animal cabaret singer it's delightful <laughs> you know i just uh, read a quote that meryl streep said when she was being interviewed with lily tomlin and she says quote uh i'm not a singer i can sing as a character mm. and, and that's very mm. interesting that that's her perception of herself because she certainly has a better instrument and is a better communicator through song than a lot of people who are, are much more famous as singers, so it's, it's ironic. Well, it's very interesting. Did, did Meryl Streep receive any formal training as a singer? Do either of you know? I don't know. I, I can't imagine that Meryl Streep would do anything without researching and studying. She's a very uh, detail-oriented person, from what I understand. I did a, a movie... Uh, for uh, Robert De Niro and, uh, and the woman who hired me had worked with Meryl Streep because she was a violinist and Meryl studied with her and 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 uh, my friend said that she was just an incredible student and soaked up every nuance about the violin because she had to learn how to seem like she was playing the violin hmm. and she just she just couldn't believe the 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 nuance of her curiosity and and how many things that she understood were important about playing a violinist. So I can't imagine that she hasn't had that kind of some kind of training to be her best as a singer. Well, and did she 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 had acting training? Did she go to Juilliard? She was at, at Yale. So, yeah. Yale. 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 And and I would imagine the vocal training she received in school included singing. Or if it didn't specifically, she's adept enough and mm-hmm. certainly smart enough to apply it. Mm-hmm. And Barbara didn't have any formal training in either acting or singing, well, actually, is that no, correct, she, uh, or did I she? I just read something that Meryl Streep did have opera training. Which, oh, Meryl which had is, opera training, uh, I see. 
that's huh. interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I think Barbara, through the years, has had sessions with voice coaches, and uh, but never. But she's she's always claimed that she never was a, a trained I singer. See. Okay. Well, Anne, I'd like to turn our attention to your work with Streisand in particular now. How did you come to write songs for Barbara Streisand? Well, I grew up listening to her albums, and, if you know, it was sort of a, like their summer, winter, fall, spring. I, when a Barbara Streisand album came out, it was something I had to have, mm-hmm. just a part of a year. So she became the soundtrack of my life, and along with jazz singers and pop singers, uh, singer-songwriters, etc. But she was a very important uh, figure in my musical life as, as a kid. And so when I got more in, involved with songwriting, one, uh, one evening I finished writing a peace anthem in 1987. And the moment I put that pen down, I thought, this song belongs to Barbara Streisand. And I thought, I just know it in my bones. I'm going to get this song to her. And I don't know what possessed me, but I was bound and determined. And for, for eight years, I tried in numerous ways to get the song to her mm. to no avail. Um, and finally, my dear friend, Amanda McBroom, who is a wonderful singer-songwriter mm-hmm. who wrote The Rose and many other beautiful songs, was having a meeting with Barbara's producer and said uh, when he was collecting songs for Barbara's inspirational album, Higher Ground, my friend Anne Hampton Calloway has a song that I think Barbara might really relate to, and it's called At the Same Time. So uh, he wanted to see me. I had a meeting with him, played him the song. He said, this is definitely Barbara Streisand material. However, how do you feel about rewriting? And so I said, listen, I would be so thrilled if Barbara were to sing this, uh, whatever rewriting it takes. So it was... uh, uh, about 150 rewrites later, she uh, she was happy with the final lyric, and wow. uh, it, it was amazing for me to get to finally speak to her on the phone and, and discuss what she wanted and what, what what were the tweaks and how did she want it to be uh, expressed. And so that began a very interesting uh, relationship as two artists, and then I got to spend time with her in the studio as she was recording the album. And uh, later on, I got to speak with her and help her write patter for her Timeless concerts. Mm. And she fell in love with a, a beautiful melody by Rolf Loveland and asked me to write words to it, which uh, became her wedding song. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote a song for her Christmas album, and I've been writing things, and right now I'm on, on an assignment for her next CD. So you know, having this relationship as a writer to what I view as probably the greatest singer alive today is, has been one of the thrills and honors of my life. What's the relationship between Streisand the actor and Streisand the singer, uh, in your opinion? And Chad, feel free to jump in on this one too. Well, I don't think that Barbara separates those, and I think that's what makes her a great singer. I don't think she's she thinks it's one thing or another. She knows it's just a, those two instincts go hand in hand. You don't sing just the notes ever. You, the reason you sing notes, especially if it's a well-written song, it becomes it, it comes out of an emotional context that the lyrics make clear, and uh, I think that she's she is such a brilliant woman. She approaches everything on many different levels, and and my sister actually got to be her stand-in when she was doing her last world tour, and she she thinks about everything as a director. So she's not just singing as an actress mm-hmm. and a singer. She's also directing herself. I think sometimes and 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 finding how can she make a performance, how can she raise the stakes in a song to make, make this song as, as powerful and timeless and emotionally resonant as possible from her point of view. 
um, not many people are capable of what she does. And, and she certainly influenced me as a jazz singer because so many people in jazz don't really act a song at all. They, they sort of paint a song mm-hmm. with musical gestures, but, but they don't necessarily act a song. And so Barbara taught me by listening how to act a song, and, and I use that with the jazz vocabulary that I have. So it's very interesting how she has, by the, just the powerful example of, of 50 years of recordings, uh, given so much uh, to, to all of us who love singing. And I think it's interesting, too, that, that her performance comes, whatever she's doing, whatever she's performing, it comes from a place of, of, of communicating her truth first. And, and I think that's why she thinks of herself or has said over the years she really is an actor. And she has sometimes even been a little dismissive of the voice and the singing and the fuss that people make over um, her, her vocal talent. I, I think a lot of singers would treat their voice like this treasure and um, be very, very careful with it. And Streisand has talked about uh, between recording sessions or between albums, between tours, she doesn't sing a lick. She doesn't do vocal exercises. She doesn't do anything. When she needs the voice, she opens her mouth and she expects it to be there. And so far, it always has been, and brilliantly. But I, it, it's interesting to kind of try and get in her head a little bit where that comes from. If she's not worried about her voice and, you know, for years she smoked and people would be were horrified, like, oh, my God, you're going to jeopardize that voice. It's a, you know, national, international treasure. But she was not concerned. And I think she had she she knew well enough that she, she didn't have to be because when she performed, it was about so much more than just the voice that she didn't have to rely on. Just and, you know, voice. frankly, as a singer, I can say that when you do inhabit a song emotionally as an actress, that it almost, the muscular needs, the breathing, everything happens so naturally, the sound, the tone, the quality, the timbre, it all comes out from the emotional cues of, of an actor's imagination. It, 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 when you are in the moment that, that the song is about, it, it almost helps your instrument to just flow naturally. It, it dictates so much from, from when you start at that point of it being an actor, then everything else comes out effortlessly. If you're worrying about, oh, my God, how does my voice sound, instead of what the, what the story is, who the character is, what's happening, what just happened, where's this going, if you're not in the moment and you haven't done your homework, then, then you can't really convey the full power of a song. Well, let's stick with this theme of, of performing right now. And how do you go about interpreting the songs from the Streisand songbook yourself as a singer and making them your own? Because after all, you're performing songs from the Streisand songbook all over the country right now. Well, I, I was very bound and determined that I wanted this to be a tribute to an artist that has meant a great deal to me and, and to the great songs that she's chosen through the years but that it had to be, it was not going to be an imitation of Barbara Streisand at all, that, because there's only one Barbara, and no one could t- top her being her. So uh, I took songs that had a strong emotional resonance for me from her early career, from Broadway, from film. Uh, I, cho- I chose the songs she wrote. Uh, I cho- chose two songs that I had written for her. And I tried to do the, the undoable and, and to try to narrow down a, a list of songs that I thought painted a portrait of her, paint, painted a portrait of who I am, 
and and gave a beautiful sort of uh, synopsis of the the high points of her her story her stories through song. And then each song, for instance, I got to do uh, Starting Here, Starting Now, which is my opening number, with the composer, um, the wonderful David Shire. I, I sat in his studio, and I said, you know, we don't want to do this like Barbara did. She did an incredible version of the song. I, I started hearing it as a jazz waltz. Mm. It still kept this beautiful sense of, of passion and new love, uh, but, but it had a... It had a more of a jazz kind of sensibility that is closer to my stylistic background. And same thing with Sleeping Bee. I did that as a swing song. And I took the song Evergreen and did a Nelson Riddle treatment with Don Sebesky that was very exciting. And uh, when I sang it with the Boston Pops people, we're, we're so excited to have a brand new version of, of um, Evergreen, which is a song that she composed the music for. Hmm. So, and then songs that I, she'd never put together, for instance, like People and Being Alive, I put those two songs together, and the great Jonathan Tunick did an orchestration for me on that. That was a portrait of, of her evolution in her life, and, and what we have in common is two strong, independent women who, I think, throughout our lifetimes, both have had an interesting relationship with needing people and opening up to the idea of needing people. And both songs are, are such brilliant pieces of music about that subject. Well, let's listen to an example of one of your interpretations of a famous Streisand song now. Here's The Way We Were. It's a duet performed by you and your sister, Liz Calloway, for a cabaret show you created called Boom. Memories like the corners of my mind Misty watercolor memories of the way we were. Scattered pictures of the smiles we left behind, smiles we gave to. This is Voicebox and I'm Chloe Veltman. I'm in the studio with arts journalist Chad Jones. Performer and songwriter Anne Hampton Calloway is joining us on the phone from New York. We're discussing Barbara Streisand and Meryl Streep, two amazing singer-actresses. We just heard Anne Hampton Calloway and her sister Liz Calloway performing a well-known Streisand song, The Way We Were. The track comes from Boom, the Calloway's cabaret show. One thing that both Barbara Streisand and Meryl Streep do exceptionally well is match their voices to the songs they sing. How fundamental, Chad and Anne, do you think this ability is to these two performers' success as singer-actors? You know, it's interesting. I, I wish I could be in the studio with them when they recorded uh, to see how effortless it is. But my suspicion is that their instincts um, are unerring at this point, And they are able to intuit what the song needs naturally and expect their voice to follow. Um, I just, I, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt either of them for a moment. Anything you want to add to that, Anne? Well, you know, I really don't know where their uh, conscious de decisions are made. Uh, I don't think I've ever read anything or heard anything uh, from either one of them about the subject, but I do... No, as a singer, I view the human voice as an orchestra, 
And there are certain songs that you'll hear Streisand sing that she brings out her cello. Hmm. And when she's belting out Don't Rain on My Parade, she's a trumpet. And when she's doing Have I Stayed Too Long at the Fair, she's probably a flute. There's just a different quality of vulnerability or power or passion. uh, And you hear these different colors as the song's emotion dictates. And even within one song, uh, different colors can come out. And and, uh, it's very exciting to to see how a great actress, in the case of both Streisand and Streep, can utilize these wonderful parts of their instrument to communicate. Well, I'd like to play a couple of tracks now to illustrate this idea of matching one's vocal spirit to the song that's being performed. Um, We're going to hear Streisand's take on A Sleeping Bee, which we mentioned earlier. Uh, It comes from the 1954 Broadway musical House of Flowers, written by Harold Arlen and Truman Capote. And uh, then we're going to hear Meryl Streep duetting with Lily Tomlin in the song Goodbye to My Mama from the 2006 movie A Prairie Home Companion. The movie features songs written by Garrison Keeler. When a bee lies sleeping in the palm of your hand. You're bewitched and deep in love's long looked after love. This is for you, Mama. Goodbye to my mama, my uncles and aunts. One after another, they went to lie down in the green. Beside the still waters and made no sound. Their arms that have held me for so many years, their beautiful voices no longer I hear. They're in Jesus' arms and He's talking to them in the rapturous new Jerusalem. And I know. But I miss my mama tonight. Goodbye, Eleanor and Aunt Franny and Joe. Goodbye, Uncle Jim and Elsie and Don. Goodbye to my mama who went to lie down and now You're listening to Voice Box with Chloe Veltman. In addition to hearing this show on air, you can revisit it anytime via our free weekly podcast series on iTunes. Search for KALW Voice Box. And those podcasts are also available on our website at voicebox-media.org. On tonight's show, I'm chatting on the phone with songwriter and performer Anne Hampton Calloway, and in the studio with me is arts journalist Chad Jones. We're talking about the singing abilities of two incredible American actresses, Meryl Streep and Barbara Streisand. 
We just heard Meryl Streep duetting with Lily Tomlin in Goodbye to My Mama from the 2006 movie A Prairie Home Companion. The movie's tunes and lyrics were written by Garrison Keillor. And before that, Barbara Streisand gave us her rendition of A Sleeping Bee from the 1954 Broadway musical House of Flowers, which was written by Harold Arlen and Truman Capote. Now, I I don't think it's an accident that we're discussing two female performers on tonight's show. When we tend to think of male actors' singing skills, the following performance comes most readily to mind. Look at her, a prisoner of the gutter, condemned by every syllable she uttered. By right, you should be taken out and hung for the cold-blooded murder of the English tongue. Ow! Ow! Heavens, what a noise! This is what the British population calls an elementary education. Oh, come, sir, I think you picked a poor example. That, of course, was Rex Harrison cantankerously intoning Why Can't the English from My Fair Lady from the soundtrack from the film. Anne and Chad, do male performers tend to excel in acting and singing together as much as their female counterparts, in your opinion? I I hate to be sexist about this, but absolutely not. And (laughs) I, I I I, I was... Think about women and their fearlessness and think about Barbara Streisand and Meryl Streep and their fearlessness and their ability to be vulnerable um, as actresses and then as singers, which I think we just heard in the songs you played a little earlier, the Sleep and Be and Goodbye to My Mama. Um, I just can't, I just don't see men doing the same thing. It's a hard, it's a hard thing to be asked to sing. It's a vulnerable thing. You're going to be judged in a whole different way. You're, you're asking, you're being asked to use your voice in a whole different way. And I think it brings up a whole lot of insecurities. I think women, for whatever reason, to be very generalizing, um, are able to deal with that and get through it and take the risk. And well, I, men you know, are less, are less, less facile. They're less, they're a little more rigid in, in that respect. But are you saying that that you don't think that men can communicate or feel emotion? Oh as no, I'm talking women? about I'm talking about actors generally. Actors. like Humphrey Bogart um, wasn't known for his musical stylings. <laughs> um, you know, you look at. But there are a lot at, of singing actors today that are certainly expressive, and and uh, George Hearn and and Len Cario when they're sure. singing Sondheim or. But think about movie actors. There are not a lot of male movie actors. Jeff Bridges in um, uh, Crazy Heart certainly is one, but I couldn't come up with a lot of movie actors like equivalents of Meryl Streep and Barbara Streisand, cinematically speaking, who who could do a, a shred of what they've been able to do. So you disagree, Anne? You know, I really have to think about it more. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think I'm ready to make a public uh, <laughs> statement about it, but I think it's a very interesting question, and I, I'll, I'll certainly give it more thought as I watch movies and and review some of the great performers. I mean, I think there's a, one person who, as a, as a male singer-actor, Frank Sinatra w- had done mm-hmm. many wonderful mm-hmm. movies. And, mm-hmm. and as he grew um, as an actor in his later life, after he had his heart broken by people like Ava Gardner, and he really matured as a singer, and his lyric 
readings were incredibly nuanced. And In fact, I just had an interesting talk last week with the great uh, Marilyn Bergman, and she says, you know, Anne, I really feel sad that I didn't appreciate Frank Sinatra while he was alive. Now when she hears him and his incredibly nuanced vocal performances, she realizes what a great singer he was and, and, and an actor and an interpreter mm-hmm. of lyrics. And I think he's a, an example of, of somebody who really, when you hear some of the ballads uh, in his later years, uh, th- those are some stellar performances. Okay, well, enough with the men. Let's hear from a few more magnificent singer-actresses now, all of them Oscar winners. First up is Reese Witherspoon with a plucky version of Jukebox Blues from the 2005 Johnny Cash biopic Walk the Line. Then we'll listen to a sweet-voiced Goldie Horn with Cloudy Summer Afternoon. The track comes from the performer's 1972 album Goldie. And then we'll bring on Cher an actress-singer with a much more assertive but equally beautiful voice. The song will be You Haven't Heard the Last of Me from the, tenth, to, from the 2010 movie Burlesque. tuned into voice box and i'm chloe veltman tonight's discussion is all about what it takes to be one of the top actor singers chad jones an arts journalist based here in the bay area and Anne hampton calloway a platinum selling songwriter and performer are joining me for the discussion Voicebox is available as a free weekly podcast on iTunes and at voicebox-media.org, where you can also find out loads of great info about our series, including playlists and schedules. 
We've been focusing our attention on Meryl Streep and Barbara Streisand tonight, but I wanted to play some tunes performed by a few other fantastic actor-singers, so I chose three to complement the tracks we've heard so far by our leading ladies. First up was Reese Witherspoon with Duke Box Blues from the 2005 Johnny Cash biopic Walk the Line. And then we heard Goldie Horn with Cloudy Summer Afternoon from the performer's 1972 album Goldie. Finally, we listened to You Haven't Heard the Last of Me from the 2010 movie Burlesque. The song was performed by Cher. A question for both of my guests. How can performers develop their abilities to be able to become consummate singers and actors at the same time? Any tips to share? Hmm. Well, I think that you can certainly study from the greats and, and study with the greats. Um, I did, uh, since we started talking, uh, find out that Meryl Streep studied with Estelle Liebling, a highly respected voice teacher whose students included Beverly Sills. Mm. So when something is asked of you, whatever it takes, you know, whether it means a lot of practicing, it means maybe it's natural. But we have such a huge library of remarkable performances to draw from and, and great teachers and, and our own inner wisdom uh, to draw from. But it's, it's interesting when a person gets big, uh, challenges in their life and what they do to rise to the occasion. Uh, I think it's wonderful to hear actors take on singing that they hadn't done before and, and to see them come through you know, with flying colors. What do you think, Chad? It is, it's thrilling for audiences, too. I remember when the movie Chicago came out and audiences were shocked that Renee Zellweger and Catherine Zeta-Jones and Richard Gere could all sort of sing and dance and put, do the musical theater flash thing. And it was exciting. And it made me a little sad, a little nostalgic for the days, you know, thinking about television in the 60s and the 70s and the variety show that called upon actors and performers from all different worlds of, you know, music and film and stage to come and be silly on stage with the Ernest Flat dancers and m- musical arrangements they learned the day before or that afternoon. And they were, they all just did it. And it wasn't the end of the world if it wasn't perfect. It was interesting. And the audience got to see people doing all kinds of different things and different kinds of duets and um, the, uh, the opportunities for television. Yeah, the opportunities. We need, a, we need a back, definitely. We, we do, and people just don't get called upon to show all their colors in well, nearly the know, same way. Frankly, some of the great uh, Broadway people don't get really known as singers until they do movies, and then they finally get to do what they really love, singing later on. Catherine Zeta-Jones started off in the West End in musicals. Mm-hmm. That's where she got her training. So she didn't get known until Chicago as a singer, but she had started off in musical theater, and it's ironic that she, that wasn't what got her career to really go any place. These days, those of us who love Broadway are a little uh, disgruntled that you can't really be a Broadway star unless you've done a lot of movies and television because you're not a big enough name. Mm-hmm. And that's frustrating for, for people who their passion is Broadway. So it's, uh, you know, you have to... Now people are being famous for being famous instead of being good, and and um, hopefully we'll have avenues like you're talking about, Chad, where right. we can discover new talents on television. That they don't have to be movie stars to be right. great singers. You know, and, and frankly, actors. just to be you know snotty about it, I don't want to hear the Kardashians sing. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I, we met that may be inevitable. You know, we're all going to be infli- inflicted with it yeah. with that. Paris Hilton has a new single coming out, just to warn you. <laughs> Jolly good. <laughs> oh, so and I'm writing a song called Famous about this whole situation. Oh, good. Uh, that I look forward to. 
es gern in aller Winden ein. Ich grüb es gern in jeden Kieselstein. Ich möchte sehen auf jedes frische Beet, mit Kresschetamen ihr es schnell verrät. Auf jeden weißen Zettel möchte ich schreiben, dein ist mein Herz, dein ist mein Herz und soll es You're tuned into Voicebox with me, Chloe Veltman. Don't forget you can access our free podcasts, playlists and other information about our series at voicebox-media.org. The snippet we just heard featured Dietrich Fischer-Diskau singing Ungeduld from the Schubert song cycle Die Schöne Müllerin. Now you're probably wondering what the heck this German baritone is doing on this programme devoted to Meryl Streep and Barbara Streisand. Well, the answer is that there was something in an article I read by Terry Teachout in the Wall Street Journal about Fischer-Diskau, who died recently, that greatly piqued my interest with regards to the discussion about singing and acting that we're having this evening. In his article, Teachout wrote that unlike the generation of recitalists that preceded him, Fischer Dieskau sang like an actor, not a storyteller. Quote, In his hand, each song became a first-person monologue, a confession of supreme intensity. Individual phrases, sometimes individual syllables, were subtly inflected so as to bring out their meaning. The effect was almost kaleidoscopic in its richness of dramatic nuance, and a listener who was used to the simpler style of an older singer, like, say, Lotta Lehman or Richard Tauber, might easily find it over-sophisticated, even, yes, mannered. Ann and Chad, to what extent are Meryl Streep and Barbara Streisand storytellers versus actors when it comes to their vocal performances? Do you in fact see a distinction between storytelling and acting and vocal performance? Well, it really depends on the song. If the song form is a story, there are songs that are written as stories. Um, that's one kind of, of singing. Mm-hmm. But, but if a song is, is, a, is a character experiencing something in the moment and going through a cathartic experience, which most songs are about... Then they, then they have something happening to them. They're not talking about something that once happened. Um, but even if you're telling a story and you're a great actor, you're telling a story and you, have, you yourself have feelings about that story and what it means to your life, the world we're living in. And so a great singer and actor will make a story song or, or just any song come to life as a character whether they're playing themselves in the moment or a a different person from who they are. Mm. Um, But it doesn't matter what the musical form is, if it's rock and roll, rap, uh, musical theater, opera, it's it's all... These are our basic principles of great singing, in my mind, and my mother's a voice teacher, that this is what I was taught to to value, and and I I think, Chad, do you share this feeling? You know, I was thinking of just trying going through my mind, thinking about specific Barbra Streisand songs and would I differentiate between like a first person monologue uh, interpretation as opposed to strict storytelling. And I, I honestly think she comes at it from a place of <laughs> storytelling monologues. I don't think, I think she just wants to climb inside each one, certainly with this show music material on the Broadway album and back to Broadway. Um, she has more to work with in terms of character mm-hmm. and uh, beginning, middle, end of, of a story 
kind mm. of arc and that's less true on the pop albums but that's you certainly find examples of it um certainly the song Anne wrote for uh barbara to sing at her wedding is as personal as it gets and and that song is so incredibly moving i don't think i've heard it or sung it at the top of my lungs in the car with no one listening without <laughs> without choking up and tearing and not being able to finish. It's an incredible oh, song. And okay. so, so um, honestly performed. I mean, mm. it's, it's incredible. Thank you very much. Well, sadly, that's just about all we've got time for tonight. I'd like to thank my wonderful guests for tonight's show, Chad Jones and Anne Hampton Calloway, for sharing their thoughts about the vocal talents of actresses. Thanks, Chad and Anne. It's been wonderful conversing with you both. Thank you so much, Chloe. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Chloe, and thank you, Anne. Such a pleasure having you here. Thank you, Chad. Voicebox is an independently produced non-profit project recorded at the studios of KALW in San Francisco. The series producer is Seth Samuel and the web editor is Victoria Lim. Sophia Vo is our development director. This episode of Voicebox has been generously underwritten by the San Francisco Symphony, presenting Anne Hampton Calloway singing the Barbara Streisand songbook on July 3rd at Davies Symphony Hall. For tickets and information, please visit sfsymphony.org. Join the San Francisco Symphony and other great vocal music-minded organisations like it in supporting Voicebox. Please help to keep us on the air by visiting voicebox-media.org and making a donation. All you need to do is click the Support Voicebox box in the right navigation bar. And you can make a one-time donation or consider becoming part of Voicebox's inner circle of supporters by setting up an ongoing monthly pledge for as little as $5 a month. Either way, donating is safe, easy and tax deductible through our online PayPal link. And we love to know what you think of us, so please friend us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and write to us anytime at info at voicebox-media.org. And once again, don't forget about our free weekly podcast on iTunes. I'll play us out with one of my favourite guilty pleasures. Here's Meryl Streep leading the cast of Mamma Mia with the ABBA hit Dancing Queen. Have a songful week. Music